All right, welcome back. This is episode 6.5. This is my 6,500th episode. You may ask yourself, where are the other episodes at? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Uh, there's no evidence that they exist, but I'll leave that up to you to decide whether or not I have that many episodes. Um, holy cow, the worst way to start a podcast. Um, but yeah, there's a reason that this is episode 6.5 and not 7. I'll get to that in a little bit, explain that. Uh, the point in this episode, though, is straight up gear talk, because this is something that I get all the time. Uh, people constantly message me asking gear questions, and it's cool, because I don't know, I feel like they trust me enough to ask gear questions, and... Sometimes the conversations come down to like, why do you have this uh, lens? Why do you have this camera? Um, and why did you previously buy this and not that? So that's what this episode's for to kind of go over uh, what I do have and why I bought it. And I'll kind of like go chronologically from when I first started to now. So if that interests you, feel free to stick around and listen. Um, even if you're new here listening to this, your subscriber uh, from the last episode, which that episode blew up. I've never had a podcast get that many views. So uh has 11 likes on it right now and no dislikes, which is a good sign. Um, I was a little bit nervous, honestly, but um, you guys liked it. So I appreciate the love on that. Um so I assume there's a few new people around here. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do a little gear conversation here. And then I'll have friends on the episode. Um, I'll, have, I'll have friends on the episode later on to talk more gear stuff with me. Uh, to have like their opinions on their stuff so you can hear more gear talk. So let me know in the comments if that interests you at all. Um, and I guess real quickly before we dive into this... Uh, it's episode 5.5 because I went to record episode six, uh, with one of my buddies and we got it all filmed, but it turns out the file sizes were like way too big to upload. So, uh, my friend's going to ship me the footage and I'll episode, I'll, I'll episode the edit. <laughs> I'll edit the episode. Wow. Holy shit. Um, I'll edit the episode when I get the footage, um, and then episode six will be up. I had uh, a friend of mine uh, who, I guess I won't tell you too much about it. I'll leave you leave you on the edge, leave you excited for that episode. Um, should be up, I think, this coming week sometime, uh, if not next week, but I'll try to get it up this week uh, whenever I get the footage, so... Uh, stay tuned for episode six, but hopefully you enjoy this uh, episode 5.5 about gear talk. Meanwhile, um, so I'll kind of go over like the cameras that I have, the lenses that I have, and like why I have those things, uh, like what made me originally buy them, because that's another hot question that I get a lot. Um, I'll go over um, maybe some other stuff, some like lights that I've bought Um just some technical stuff. So, uh, yeah, let's let's dive into this. Um, so, to start it from the top, the first, uh, the first like camera that I got was a Canon 60D, and honestly, 
I, a long time ago, used to not look up videos on this before I'd make a purchase. I would watch YouTubers that had it, and I would take their word. I'd just hear what they said and be like, cool, uh, I'm getting it. You sold me, um, which I think is pretty typical to do. Um, it makes a lot of sense, but I would say to do your research. Uh, there was this YouTuber named Ty Moss, and... Still to this day, I like super vividly remember his uh, unboxing video of it. And I was like a big fan of his. So I was like, All right, he's got it. I'm buying it. No questions asked. And I really didn't even know what I was doing with the camera. Um, I think I got it like my junior year of high school, maybe. Maybe even before that. Maybe, maybe it might have been my freshman year even. Um, but yeah, I had that camera. And... I was, like, seriously learning how to use it um, on the spot. I remember I, w I took it to the skate park, and I first started to learn, started, I first started uh, to learn photo stuff on it, and one of my buddies at the skate park started teaching me how to, um, he started, started teaching me how to, um, how to shoot photos, and he was teaching me, like, white balance, uh, shutter, uh, f-stop and all that stuff on it and I was in a photo class simultaneously in high school which is where I got like my basic knowledge like from my friend and the class teaching me like f-stop shutter uh, white balance and um, those two things went hand to hand really well and it kind of made it click um, so I started like I guess the reason I bought that camera I guess comes from that youtuber but it also the end reason ended up turning into I enjoyed it for photos. And then uh, I started filming at the skate park. Uh, so <laughs> I have this other camera called a VX1000. Uh, some of you have seen me with it. Some of you haven't. Um, it's like this camera from the 90s that I film skateboarding on. So I was like in the process of making the transition to film like VX stuff and HD. And when... I started filming uh, with that 60D. I found out my friend was filming on his T3i. So I was like, this is cool because I think I have like the camera above that. So the quality should be pretty good. Um, and I was like starting to learn about the quality. So the 60D helped me like build a foundation, I guess is where I'm getting with that. Um, I also after I had kind of a foundation, started looking up like YouTube videos that were like filmed on it. And I was like, mm, pretty good, pretty good camera for the time. Uh, I think it had like 24 frames in it, 30, and then like 60 and 720 on it, um, which was super cool. Um, but I remember that I was like a little bit bummed out. They didn't have 1080 at 60, uh, 60 frames per second. So I think it was like manageable at the time because I was like filming in that in that um, aspect ratio, and I was like totally cool with it. Um, man, I feel like I'm not answering questions here, um, but I think it at the time that camera felt right because I was filming skateboarding, and I'd seen other skateboarding videos with it. So my sole intent ended up being that I was filming skateboarding. Um, I was also taking photos on it. If you go to my Flickr, flickr.com slash Wilmax95, uh, and you scroll way back, you'll see some, like, older photos. If you go to the metadata on it, you'll see which ones I took with it. 
Um, but it was taking some like pretty high quality photos uh, at the time. And I was like super pleased with it. It even had like the little flip out screen on it. And uh, I literally used the daylights out of that camera. I still have it. Like I should have just had it all set up here to show you guys the, uh, I should have just shown you guys the gear right here. But anyway, uh, I use that camera like to its fullest extent. I shot video skateboarding videos on it like every day. Uh, took new photos on it like all the time. Uh, I started taking like random pictures, seeing pictures of like um, my uh, of like car shows and stuff like that. Um, and which I guess let me get into that. So uh, through filming skating, I just because that's how the nature of skating is you film with a fisheye i bought uh an upteka eight millimeter fisheye i think it was at the time um and that was like the fisheye that i used for a while on it um might have even been like a rokinon or something um but yeah i use i use that fisheye that was like the main lens i use and then i when i bought that camera it came with a uh I think it was an 18 to 135 uh, f4 to 5.6 or 4 to 8 or something like that, but it didn't have a like a steady f-stop. It was just like the typical kit lens that comes with it, and that was like the lens that I used. So um, I remember like when I'd zoom on it, it would get darker and stuff like that for video, but the lens worked nice for photo, um, and then. I think at the time I was on my high school's video team. So, uh, this kid that was doing like a lot of the video stuff. Um, I remember, I remember that he, let me check the, okay. I remember that he had a 50 millimeter and I saw the results of what that lens could do. So I was like, maybe I should get that lens. And that lens I actually did research on before I bought it. I looked up like plenty of photos. I talked to a couple people that had it at the time and I bought that lens. And then quick little funny side story. I remember I bought it and then something happened where it didn't show up. So I canceled it and then I ordered another one, but then that one showed up for some reason. And then I called him and I was like, yo, uh, I did got this lens even though I wasn't supposed to and they're like keep it so I got like two 50 millimeters at the time uh the one was free so I don't know how that happened but um yeah so I had a 18 to 135 that I was working off of and a 50 millimeter a 50 millimeter and a fisheye and I bought the 50 millimeter just for like the like blurry background sort of look on photos um, and I sort of learned how to use it with video later on. Once I got the hang of it with photo, it just kind of clicked. I was like, I'll just use these same settings in video and it'll look cool. Um, so that's what I started doing. Um, and those were the lenses I worked with, with it. Um, and then I think I filmed one thing that wasn't skating on it. I filmed this like, uh, interview of this guy for a class project of like, uh, a record store in downtown Wheaton. Um, and that camera served me well. I remember I filmed it in like 24, um, I had a lot of fun making it at the time. Um, but I think shortly down the road, I saw, uh, 
I guess is the next camera I got. So I saw a video on YouTube of someone using a Canon 7D. Um, but I remember looking up the price at the time and it was like so much. It was like, it, it was so much. Wow. Uh, it, it costs a ton of money at the time. And I was just like, I don't know if I can afford this as like, what, like a 17 or 18 year old or something. I was like, uh, I don't know. Um, so I kind of like let that go. And I saw a video from another friend with a Canon 6D. So not a 60D, but a 6D. And I was like super pleased with it. I was like, that's pretty crispy for the time. And I like looked at the lens they used. They were using like the 50 millimeter that I had. And I was like, you know what? This might be a good choice for me too. Cause it was like the next thing up from the 60D. So I felt like I was like upgrading. Cause at the time I was just like in this rut of like, I'll get the 60D, then I'll get the 6D, then the 7D, then the 70D. Like I was just going to keep following that track, which I'm sure some people do. Um, but as I got more experience, I learned that that isn't something you should probably do. Um, but yeah, so I ended up, uh, saving up a bunch of money. Uh, and I got the six, I got the 6D later on. And, um, I remember like I still used my 60D for fisheye stuff and then use that for, uh, long line stuff. And I specifically remember like telling myself like, look, once you get this 60, you need to start shooting, like not just skateboarding. Like you need to go like shoot some other like videos of your friends or go shoot some, um, just like shoot some class projects and be more involved with stuff because I felt like, I don't know, something about having that camera just like triggered me to be like, all right, you got to do more stuff. And so I think I was shooting like a couple music videos for my high school that are still on YouTube um, with that camera. And I installed this like, uh, I installed this like, it was like a, not like a LUT pack, but it was like a color thing inside the camera, um, which it gave, it was another color picture. So it gave me like a different look and I was able to edit with it better. Um, and it looked really good on that camera. So I was like super pleased. And I was trying to use that camera specifically for video. Um, just cause I liked the way it looked. Um, and I think once I was like using it, I noticed that I was using the 50, mil- 50 millimeter more cause that 18 to 35 didn't look as good on it. So I was like, Ooh, I'm kind of like ready for another lens and I think like a month or two later, uh, I decided to start putting money down towards the uh, 24 to 105 lens uh, L series because I was like, look, I need something I can zoom with and it not get darker. And I need like a good lens that's versatile for like literally anything and everything. And in the moment, I kind of like panicked. Um, I was, I was just kind of like, I I don't know like what to do. I don't know who, like, I don't know who to talk to, whatever. And, uh, I remember one of my buddies at the skate park had this 24 to 105 and he let me kind of use his. And I was like, as soon as I like felt it and looked at it, uh, I was like, this is it. There's no questions. There's like no questions to be asked here. Like, this is going to be the one I get. And, um, I guess kind of going off that too, like you should rent a lens or at least like try one out or something before you get it. If you have the, 
capability to do that, whether that's like an online site, um, whether that's like a friend that has it or something like, uh, sometimes it's hard to borrow lenses from people. I'm one not to rent out lenses or let people try stuff like that just because, I don't know, I'm like weird about my own gear. Um, but if you're like with me or something and we're like next to each other, sure, try it out, swap it. Um, but yeah, that's, I would say like definitely try that. Um, but it's always good to like watch YouTube videos too. Um, when you're, especially when you're about to buy a lens, cause that lens, I remember like set me back quite a bit. It was like, I think the lens was like $1,100 at the time or 1200 or something. Um, and I remember like being like, all right, if I have this lens, I'm going to use it for a long time. And what I'm 25 now still using that lens. Um, and that lens is still a lens that people are actively buying today. Um, so yeah, I made a good purchase back then. Um, so that's another thing to look into, like, especially when you're buying a lens, this is turning into like an, ad- sorry, this is all over the place. It's turning into, uh, like an advice thing as well as equipment at the same time. But, um, definitely like watch YouTube videos, see how those videos look. Uh, I'm going to check the camera real quick. Um, definitely, definitely see how it looks on YouTube when you're, uh, when you're about to buy the lens, because honestly, like if you don't watch YouTube videos and then you get the lens and you're not happy with the results afterward, then I don't know. You, you might, you might try to sell it and go after another lens. And, um, yeah, I just, I think that was what I liked about that lens. It was an F4 and I learned how to zoom on it. Uh, it was a lens I could use forever and ever. So that was why I bought that lens. Um, and it looked good on my 6D and I was always excited to use it. And so for the longest, longest time ever, I was always like switching back and forth between my, uh, Canon 60 and a 60D. Cause I was like 60D fisheye, 6D long lens. And that was like forever the thing. Um, now I guess one thing that I didn't talk about is this rig that I bought at the time. They don't sell it anymore. But at the time, there was this thing. I should have had all this equipment in my hand. Um, at the time, they had this thing called the Easy Rig. And it's like this little handle. It's like maybe like this big. Um, sorry, listener, people that are listening to this. Um, watch a YouTube video if you want to see how big I'm talking about. Um, but it basically um, was this, like this. It has like a handle on top. And it's kind of like counterbalanced so that when you're holding it it kind of like puts some weight on your camera makes it a little bit heavier and i still use it now to film skating or sometimes even like uh i don't like i'll just use it from time to time for random stuff um but it like counterbalances your camera and kind of like builds it out a little bit um and so i remember that was the rig that i had and i I think at the time I hadn't bought like any other additional gear because I didn't like see a need for it. Um, I was just shooting like running gun stuff in high school and the 50 millimeter and that lens were like plenty. And like, I think I used the fisheye a couple times and then I was taking like more skate photos with the 24 to 105 because I was like so impressed with the quality that I was like, dude, I can keep taking more photos. Um, so that was my sole intent with both those cameras and the lenses. Like 
ended up being that I was like shooting skate stuff. It was serving my purpose for that. Um, other people had similar stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm like kind of up to date here. I'm like enjoying what I'm seeing. That's another thing. You have to make sure you like what you're seeing and don't just get something because other people have it. Um, I think that's a lesson I learned. Um, I, for the longest time, would only buy stuff. Obviously, like I said at the beginning, because other people had it. Um, but make sure that like what you're seeing, you're happy with at the end of the day. Because uh, if you're not, you might have the wrong gear. Um, I know like sometimes people say, like, don't buy this or whatever. And that conversation's like, it's it's all like opinions and how people see their own footage and interpret it. Because at the end of the day, you can go find a forum that says, don't buy this. But then your homie can tell you to be buying that. And then that same homie uh, could be like writing a whole nother forum about why you should buy it. So it's like you you really can't win with this stuff. It's, it's the same thing with anything else. It's like buying a, I don't know. It's like buying like, um, I guess I don't really have much of a frame of reference for that. But you get my point. Um so those were the first two cameras that I like started working with first few lenses. And then, um, I guess, I don't know how much this has to do with it, but in between I was using that, uh, VX 1000 to film skating. So that's kind of like a camera I've always had in the background. Um, and I think between that, uh, if you guys want me to talk more about the VX, let me know. I think I want to make another podcast talking about it or another video. Um, but I think between that, I bought this camera called a Fujifilm X100. And the Fujifilm is like this little point-and-shoot camera. It looks like an old 35mm film camera. Um, some people have seen me with that camera. Um, and they're like, yo, is that 35mm camera? And I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, it's digital, but it looks like it. And it's like a, it has like a video mode in it, but it's mainly for point-and-shoot. So that was like, I was still kind of like interested in photography at the time. So it felt like a fun little like, hey, I'm going to go on vacation here. I'm going to travel here and get these photos. And it was like a click and go type thing, uh, but with some settings in it. So it was kind of a fun camera. It had like some film modes. I still use it to this day. Um, so I have that camera. Um, and that my, my my purpose in that, obviously, I think I just said it was just shoot photos quick and be able to put them on the computer and just upload them. So that, that served that need. Um, that's, I guess if I didn't really cover that, that's something that, uh, that's before I get into like the next gear that I have. Um, people always hit me up like, Hey, should I buy this lens? Should I buy this camera? And the one thing that I always tell everyone is like, if you've asked me this, you've probably heard this back from me. I've been like, what do you want to shoot on it? What is your sole intentions? And what do you want to shoot? Um, and it's because like certain cameras are made for certain shoots and certain things. Um, and like I said earlier, the cameras I had were good for skateboarding. Um, I'm I'm sure they're good for plenty of other things, but always like know what you want to shoot and why you're buying that when it comes to cameras, lenses, um, and look up like, you know, other videos and look at the descriptions, see what people shot that on. Um, 
because that, that at the end of the day is what's going to uh, be like the difference maker for what you're like putting out there. So I know there's like the whole Sony, Canon, Nikon, um, Panasonic, like all the different brand arguments of like Panasonic does this, Canon does this. So at the end of the day, look up videos, look what you are shooting and whatever you like that produces the best quality is what you should get. Me saying go get Canon is me giving you my opinion because of what I've worked with. So uh, if you trust my opinion, you like what I'm giving out and what I'm putting out there, then go buy the Canon. Go do it because that's at the end of the day what you like because you've seen what I put out there. Um, but so yeah, the next gear that I have, um, I guess I, it's <laughs> it's kind of a joke because a lot of people that know me always make the joke like, what, what camera don't you have? Because I kind of hoard them. Uh, I have like three DSLRs and two cinema cameras. Um, and the even like, Okay, wait, I don't know if you can see them in this. Okay, you probably can't. But I have, like, two 35 millimeters back on my shelf. Um, and those ones are just fun to go shoot with, like, film stuff on. Uh, go go shoot. Wow, that didn't make any sense. Go shoot 35 millimeter film uh, stuff on. That's, that's why I have those. Um, but my cinema cameras are the next things that I bought. Um, and I bought another lens in here, so I'm going to talk about those. Um, so the camera that I currently am using is a Canon C100. Um, it's, well, it's one of the ones I'm currently using. And I originally, before I bought it, my friends were all like, why are you buying this? What are you getting it for? And I was like, I think I want to shoot more documentary stuff on it, more like interviews. Uh, I for sure wanted to shoot music and... I think that was all I told people at the time. And I specifically remember watching a few YouTube videos that were saying, like, this is a great documentary camera. Um, this is, like, a great camera for shooting, like, interviews. This is this is a good camera for shooting, um, like, music. And, in fact, I remember when I first started shooting, shooting with Sofar, uh, my buddy that brought me on had a C100 and after I saw that, I was like, okay, so he has one. I saw this video, like say no more type thing. And I know that kind of like comes back to me just going after what's like out there and not like what I like, but I seriously saw what he was putting out there and I saw like other music stuff filmed on it and I was like, this looks pretty good. So this is going to be the good choice. So I like, I remember I dropped a bunch of money on that. Um, and I was like, this will be a good long-term purchase. And it turns out it has been, um, I remember I first got it and filmed like one of my first so fars with it. And, um, I had my 24 to one Oh five on it. And I remember just like going home, like geeking out <laughs> over my own footage, uh, as nerdy as that sounds like, I was like, Oh my God, this looks so good. This is like everything I've needed it to do. Um, and I remember like, I got some good feedback on it and I was like super pleased. Um, the one thing that was different, it was like a higher grade, like cinematic 1080 looking footage. 
Um, and there was like a couple different modes in it with like the color. Uh, there was like a, I remember it has like zebra mode. Well, I'm saying I remember like I used this before, but it has like zebra mode in it. It has like uh, better color temperature settings. Um, it has like a d different uh, picture mode on it has all these different ways to plug sound into it uh and it just like it looks when you're filming you can just tell it looks better and it looks good um so i was like i'm glad i bought this and i started filming more so far and it just like the way you hold it and how big it is and like how you can look through the viewfinder that was a huge selling point for me uh when i bought it because i was like wow i finally have a camera that i can look through the viewfinder and film like I, I don't know why that made me so happy because on my VX you can do that and I feel like it helps me film stuff better sometimes. Um, and so I was like, wow, I can definitely do that with this camera. Um, so I was super, super happy about that. Um, and I remember, I remember uh, after I was shooting with it for a while, I thought, I thought, man, I think I need, like, another lens with this camera because uh, all I had was a 50mm, that 24 to 105 uh, That other lens, the 18 to 135 didn't work on it anymore because uh, the C100 was full frame, and that wasn't made for a full frame. It was made for a crop sensor, so I had to let that lens go. To this day, I don't know where it went. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I just got rid of it or something. Um, but... Yeah, so I remember I needed another lens, but I didn't know what lens. Um, and all of a sudden, I, it occurred to me that all the lenses I have were, like, kind of zoomed and close up. So I was like, let me get something that's, like, different, right? Because the 50 millimeters close. The other one's kind of a zoom, like a variable. And then I was like, I need something between that. And that'd be a wide lens. And this lens... I just straight up did my own research on. I don't think I saw anybody else with it or anything like that. I just like went on YouTube and was like wide camera lenses Canon. And one of the first results was like 17 to 40 millimeter uh, F4L. And keep in mind, like I wanted to get that L series lens because that L glass is like so nice. Um, it's a very like high quality uh, glass, high quality lens. And it's a lens I still use to this day. Um, it's nice to kind of like back out. Um, or it's kind of nice to like be close to somebody, but seeing like a wide picture. Or it also kind of helps when you have like a, a microphone mounted and you want to get like a shot that looks like you're further back, but you still want to get the good audio. You can be almost like right up in their face, but it looks like they're like way, way in the back. Um, which is really cool. So uh, I watched some YouTube videos, saw some stuff like that, and I was starting to go in my head like, where will you use this? Like, what are you what are you going to shoot with it, you know? I'm not just going to buy something because of features or whatever. Um, and I started racking my brain. I'm like, all right, maybe I could shoot some more, like, music videos or um, maybe I'll be able to, like, use this for music to, like, use it as a camera that I dock in the back and get, like, a nice wide shot um maybe i'll be able to take some like cooler skate photos it had this like effect on it on one of my cameras uh on the 60 when i put it on there so i was like oh this is this would be like really cool because i saw some stuff on Flickr with it um so at that point i was like okay 
I need to buy this. Um, so I bought it, and I still use that lens. I was just using it the other day. Um, and I think those two lenses have been some of my best purchases to this day. Um, just because of, you know, obviously the other one I'm able to zoom. Uh, and I'm also able to, like, zoom pretty far in on it. And their F4, like, steady F4, which is nice. And then the 17 to 40 is just wide, and I can zoom a little bit on it, but it works really good for music shoots. And it's nice whenever someone else has a zoom lens, and like, hey, can you shoot a little bit wider? I'm like, sure. Then I have that lens. Um, I think the 50 I bought, and I was a little bit, I felt restricted with it because uh, it's a 50 millimeter. There's no zoom on it. And if you know me, you know, I like my zoom lenses. Uh, I've always liked zoom lenses. Um, the feeling of like being restricted or kind of like on a shoot where you're like, I have to be here to get this shot when you could be somewhere else is like, I don't know, a little bit daunting to me, I guess. Um, I think someday I'll get there. Um, I know prime lenses are really nice. Uh, someday I'll, I'll be a prime guy, a prime guy. Um, wow. <laughs> um, but for now I, I like my zoom lenses a lot. Um, and I bought, so this, the C100, um, also like I, it has like these different crop modes in it so I can like set it up so that, uh, I can like make the shot kind of like more cropped on the top of or the bottom of the frame uh i have some old videos i posted like that it's just like a different aspect ratio and it shows you like crop lines on it if you choose to edit it that way um which is i think really cool um and i also it has i didn't talk about this already but it has xlr inputs in it which is really cool for music um just because it's like you can plug in from a, a soundboard right into those XLRs and get the good sound directly into the camera, which if I have a camera station in the back near a soundboard, it's like I instantly just plug it in and it's great. Um, so I think I, I really like that about the camera. I also like the battery life on it. Um, it has like a bigger battery, so I think the battery on it will last like three or four hours or something like that compared to the DSLR, which is like an hour, maybe hour and a half if I'm lucky. Um, cause there's smaller batteries. So smaller battery life makes sense. Um, I can also plug in the camera if need be. So I can literally take the camera and plug it into like a wall outlet and it, the battery will be like unlimited. Like I did this when I was filming a podcast recently and I didn't have to sweat. I wasn't like, oh, is this battery going to die? Like, I don't know. Like, I just plugged it in, and I was good. Didn't have to think twice, um, which is really, really, really cool to me. Um, and it's, I think, once I once I kind of, like, realized that was when I went and bought uh, a second one of these cameras. Because I was like, all right, if I'm going to be shooting music, I want two cameras that at least look the same. Uh, I didn't want to have like three different cameras or use my 60D as a third camera because I was like, that camera is so old. I don't even want to trust its quality anymore. Because uh, the, the, that's another thing. Uh, I should have said this earlier. But that's another thing to look into when you're looking up uh, cameras. Like the amount of megapixels they have. Because uh, obviously the more megapixels, the higher the quality. Um, 
so you should like always always look into that that's something i always chase after now um and another thing i guess i guess another thing to uh look into is like uh the sd cards and like so my can c100s can take two sd cards so if i had like two 128 gigabyte cards in there that's a ton of space to work with uh footage wise i can just keep recording and i've all that space, which is like super cool. Um, and m- my 60D and 60 only have one. So it's all, all up to like whatever's on the one card, then it stops. Um, which another thing, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about that, another thing to look into is like a camera's recording time. Uh, for me, the c 100s had unlimited recording time. And so to film music, like if an artist is like, Hey, my set's an hour and a half. I'm like, cool. I got cameras. I'll let them run. That's fine. But the 60 D like the little DSLR or even my Canon R that I'm filming this on right now, um, has like a 30 minute cap. So that's why you saw the video end earlier in this. Cause it stops at 30 minutes. So I have to like constantly think about that. So if I have this camera set up, I have to be like in my head, like, okay, at like 27 minutes or 28 minutes, like shut it off and restart it. Um, the C 100s just keep going. I think they can go like four or five hours or however long you want them to go. Um, which was a huge selling point for me, honestly. Um, and for shooting music to a T these cameras get the job done. I've shot interviews on these since. They look really good on it. Um, I've shot uh, some, like, doc stuff on it from time to time. Looks super, super good. Um, I also really like um, the C100 just because, like, the weight of the camera. Something about the weight and the handle on it um, makes you feel like you can get more of a steady shot or you can kind of, like, adjust the camera a little bit more and, like, uh, it just gives you better like flexibility for holding it and it has that handle here so you can kind of guide it whereas like the DSLRs all s- depend on like your grip um, and I guess I guess to, I don't know if that's like a good transition out of the C100 but uh, after I've had these C100s um, I went and bought a Canon R which is what I'm filming this on right now which is another DSLR um, and I bought that because originally because it had 1080 and 60 frames per second in it, which is really good for like slow motion shots to add in between stuff on my C100s. It's, I use it more as a B-roll or like B-cam, or if I'm shooting in 4K, I'll use it as like a quote-unquote A-cam, which is like a main camera. Um, and I love that it has 4K in it because... Uh, my other cameras don't have 4K. They just the C100s have what's called a 4K sensor in them, which means I can like expand it out to 4K if I really want. And it's not gonna like lose quality. Um, but I I really it's like a it's like a cinematic 1080 essentially. Um, but basically, I. That was weird. I thought I heard my doorbell for some reason, but I definitely didn't. I'd be scared. It's like midnight as I'm recording this. Um, But anyway, yeah, so I loved uh, the fact that I have 4K in it and it had 1080-60. And it had this thing called digital stabilization in it, 
which obviously still has it. It's this mode where you like turn it on and you can like walk with your camera and have it look like pretty, pretty stable. I notice as you punch in a little bit, it starts to lose a little bit of the quality because it has to punch in for the digital stabilization, um, which I'm not like too fond of, which is recently why I bought a gimbal. Um, I guess I can get into that gimbal thing too, if you want me to, which I assume some people want me to talk about that. So I will. Um, but the, the Canon R has been really, it's been really nice for filming YouTube videos of myself. Uh, it has autofocus in it, so I can kind of hold out the camera and keep the focus. Uh, I'm filming this podcast with autofocus on right now. Uh, so this works great for like YouTube videos. It also works really good for streaming. I can like plug in, uh, this cord and then plug this other, uh, cord into my computer. Perfect for streaming. Uh, my lenses look really good. The only thing that was the catch to it was I had to buy this adapter because it has like a Canon, I think it's called an M mount. Uh, and all my other lenses are like the EF mount. So I had to get like the converter. Uh, I'm going to hate myself. I said the wrong name, but I had to get the converter, uh, to go from EF to M mount or M mount to EF. So that my 24 to 105, my 17 to 40, my 50 millimeter all work on it. Uh, so that was the only catch to that. Unless you buy Canon's new, what's called M mount lenses. Um, so if none of this stuff makes sense to you, by the way, just go on YouTube and literally keyword this stuff because you'll see what I'm talking about and be like, oh yeah, that's the gear that he has. Um, but yeah, so I, I like that this camera for all those reasons I just mentioned. Um, I also like some, like some of the color on it. And, uh, I also, the battery life on it actually is a little bit better than my 60D and my 60. Like I would have been like halfway through the battery on those already. And the battery's like still like, I think 90% right now. So, uh, they definitely figured that out. This camera has not overheated yet. That's another thing I really like. Um, I know some of their newer cameras are like overheating. Uh, that's another thing to look into when you're buying a camera. Make sure they don't overheat. Uh, I know the Canon R5 has some stuff where it overheats, so I kind of had to, like, stay away from that one. Um, but I do know people that have got, got rid of that problem. So uh, overheating something to look into um, when you're buying a camera. Maybe maybe I'll just do, like, a quick advice segment at the very end of this. Um, but, yeah, so that this camera's worked really nice, especially for, like, B-roll when I'm, like, on a shoot and I just need a quick running gun, like, a couple little, like, steadier shots or random stuff um, that's, like... Or even, like, uh, if I'm doing, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, I'll use this camera. Uh, just because it's, like, quick, I can move around real fast and it's, like, boom, 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 one shot after the other. Um, I feel comfortable with the stabilization on it. Um, I'm trying to think what else I like on it. Uh, the photo mode on it's really cool. It has like, uh, it definitely snaps photos quicker than my other DSLRs do. And I think this, for me, this is like a good, uh, DSLR, a good like photo camera. It's pretty versatile. So I'm, it also has the flip out screen on it, which is really nice because the 6D didn't have the flip out screen. So this has a flip out screen. So when I'm filming skating still, that's another purpose this camera serves for me really good for filming skating because i can see exactly what i'm filming through the viewfinder um i really really like that um and i also like 
how the lenses look on this camera, like the overall product. Even when you zoom, it uh, it stays stays in focus. So uh, seriously, like shout out to Canon. Yo, Canon, sponsor me. Um, shout out to them because it's a good good DSLR. Um, and I think a lot of people always are like asking me they should get the Canon M or M5. What's it called? Canon M5, I think it is. Uh, I would say to get this camera over that. Um, this is a good camera to default to. Uh, if, if you're a Canon person, I r- really like this R. Um, and don't forget to buy that adapter. I think there's a couple different versions of this adapter. I think I bought the, like the $175 one, but I think there's one for like $85 or $90. Um, but love this. Love this camera. Um so I guess I'll go into this other camera that I'm researching right now that I think I'm going to buy um, and talk about that too because I think that can be helpful for people to hear someone else's journey to getting another camera and what's going through their head. Um, so I'm currently buying or I'm currently looking to buy. I haven't confirmed it yet. Um, it depends on like budget or it depends on how much like I want to spend on it um how much uh i'm gonna be able to make using it and all sorts of different things like um will i like so when i say how much i'm gonna make it like will i earn back what i bought on it by using this camera um another thing i'm really really big into right now is making sure low light looks good because i'm always 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 in like studios or like uh green rooms or like random dark places or like uh filming at night where i want footage to look crispy and not like a little bit grainy i want to look like perfectly clear at night um so this camera i'm looking to buy is the canon fx6 canon wow the sony fx6 uh i think i'm gonna make the transition over to sony soon uh, I've seen Canon lenses look really good on Sony's in the past. Um, so I, I really like that. Um, I like that the night footage on these cameras looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, I also really like that it has 4k at 120 in it. Uh, that to me is phenomenal to have uh, a 4k picture and 120 frames per second that means i can film like super slow motion in 4k which i've never had that ability before uh i think that'll serve me really well in the long run um and i think it's a high thing that has a lot of demand right now um and this camera i think can also be really good for shooting weddings uh I've seen uh, different weddings be shot on like a FS uh, Sony FS5, and I, the other day I actually saw a wedding that was shot on the FX6. It looked so clear. It was like it literally felt like I was like there, clear. Um, and that was partially because of the lens they were using, um, but mainly kind of like the camera. Uh, so those are the things that I'm thinking about as I'm like about to buy it. I still have to do more research. I mean, obviously it has like super high megapixels. I really like, um, but what else I'm thinking about is the purchases that I have to make in order for the camera to be used. So, um, 
I have to buy what's called like a P2 card for it, um, which, uh, which is like the bigger memory card for cinema cameras. Um, I can't just put an SD card into it because I don't think there's SD card slots in it. So one of those cards is like $300 and that's like the cheapest one you can get for it, uh, which I probably need to get like the $500 one. So that's like a big expense just for the card. Um, I think there's also like, I'll have to buy this adapter for it that will make my Canon lenses fit on this Sony camera. I think that adapter is like close to like three or 400 as well. Um, so that's another huge expense I have to think about when I'm buying it. Um, but it's like at the end of the day, like that $300 is saving me from buying two $2,500 like lenses for this camera type thing. So it's like that $400, you know, saved me $3,000. So it's like, yeah, that's worth it. Um, so it's always like a money thing. Um, it's like, Will will this save you this amount of money? Will you be able to get this money back on this camera? And to me, I'm like, if I get this other camera, can I charge more? Yes, I can charge more because, quite frankly, I think this footage is, like, that valuable. And this camera in itself is, like, uh, I think it's, like, a $6,000 camera. And I'm, like, sweating it, like, even thinking of that amount right now. But, you know... It's like people who buy guitars, um, people who buy, uh, people who buy like cars or whatever it is you're buying. It's what you're going to use every day. For me, this is my job. So do I need to have the latest and greatest and best of gear? Probably, probably. So this is what's going to make me happy. I'm going to like the results. I'm going to get that good night footage I want. I'm going to get all these extra features that people will appreciate that I can now sell out another service with. Um, I think that, dude, I'm using a battery from my 60D and it's like already dying. Ah, um, but at the end of the day, like if that's a, uh, at the end of the day, like if that's what's going to make me happy and people are going to like it, then yeah, that's, this is the right, this is the right purchase for me to make. So I have to keep doing my research, watching more videos, um, looking up more like menu settings, uh, how the colors look. I have to see how, like I always compare colors on cameras because each brand's color looks different. They have different tones in them, uh, like blues and reds and stuff like that look different in different cameras. So I have to make sure I like that. Um, there's, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, there's like this big battery pack I want to get for it so that when I'm using this camera, I can literally use it all day long, nonstop. So, um, that's, that's really important to me. So I have to see how much that battery costs and then put together like the accessories that I'm going to get for its cost plus the camera's cost and see what that number is like i i'm pretty sure it's like another like at least a thousand if not like 1500 or something it's uh i don't like thinking about it it kind of hurts um <laughs> but i've been i mean that's another thing like you have to be like when you're buying camera stuff you have to be smart about your money put away as much money as you can possible to the side for camera stuff whether that takes you one year whether that takes you five, six years, 
put that money aside for that camera if this is what you're serious about. Because if you don't do that and you're like, I just need the cheapest that can do something, then you really don't care about it. You don't. Like, straight up, you don't care about it. Um, you're just there to have something to shoot with. And because someone told you that's the cheapest and that's what's there. Um, so I think talking about like cheap gear versus expensive gear is a whole nother conversation that I'll have like probably Corey back on here and some other camera friends to talk about cheap gear versus like expensive gear. I think that's a really good conversation. Um, but you know, at the, at the end of the day, like I'm just making this episode to tell you why I have the gear that I have. Um, I think another thing to consider people always hit me up about like lighting stuff uh, right now, I have this softbox, like, up here, reflecting off my wall, lighting me up, so these softboxes that I once bought, um, on Amazon were, like, $60, they've gone a super long way, I used to film, like, some dock stuff using these softboxes, I'd, like, mount them above people, um, these softboxes have been great, for $60, if you're trying to get, like, some super cheap, like, quick lighting, uh, that's, like, not for anything, like, crazy serious i'd buy them it's a good good investment especially for like youtube videos um for just some running gun maybe like fun stuff or you're shooting something with your family or i mean i guess you could use them on a gig too uh just i wouldn't like use them for anything like crazy serious um but you know just for like lighting yourself up in your room lighting uh like some quick running gun lighting these soft boxes are really good um and maybe you can use them for some serious stuff if you, like, really go hard and know what you're doing. Um, you might need to get a couple of them lined up, like, set them up in different spots. Um, so these salt boxes have been nice. I bought this uh, other light. I think it's called, like, an SL600 watt. Um, and it's, like, this big, giant light that I use now for uh, documentaries. And um, I, it's really nice because it, like, lights up like part of their face and it's like so big that it spreads so i have this like reflector that i bought that reflects that light and when i bought these uh when i bought those lights and the reflector i it was like i think it sent me back like a couple hundred dollars and those couple hundred dollars have been like the best investment because i've been able to make it right back and it's also just been like super useful for documentaries. Um, and I've watched literal big documentaries that they've used this exact light and I've seen friends footage. I've seen my own footage. I love how it looks. I think it's a great lens for that. It's also a great light for that. Um, this light, uh, also I bought like a big, um, uh, umbrella shade to go with it. Um, and I'm going to look up, I'm going to look this up right now. Um, but it's basically like a big shade that covers it and has like these like layers of diffusion. So it just kind of smooths it out on the person's face that you're pointing it at. So it's not just this big pointed light that's like super bright blowing their face out. Um, it's just, it's like a really, really proper light. If you're listening to this and you're wondering what light it is, just, uh, send me a message uh, it's called the SL 600 watt, but then you to buy a shade with it. So I can like send you links or I'll put the link in the bio to the shade. Um, but yeah, so that that's, those are the light, that's the light that I bought. Um, 
Another light that I bought is this uh, Young Yo light. It's like a Young Yo wand light. And that light I really like for documentaries too. I'll like throw it behind somebody or I'll like reflect it off a wall. And it's like a nice like sharp light that has like a good contrast to that other soft light uh, for filming documentaries or for filming uh, interviews or for filming uh, even like I'll use it for like YouTube videos sometimes. I'll like throw it behind me. Um, it's a pretty good like running gun light. I'll use it for like weddings, for like lighting up a cake. Um, super, and it runs off like a little battery. So you can just hold it in your hand and shine it wherever you want. Or I'll use it to like light up stuff when I'm cleaning even. It's a good light just for overall everyday use. Uh, I definitely recommend people buying it. I think it's like $90 or something like that. And the battery is like 30. Uh, so highly recommend uh, using that light if you're looking for like a nice like I guess like cheaper, but like uh, high kind of like good. If it's cheaper, but like has like a good good use. Uh, what am I trying to say here? If it's like if you're trying to get a light that can serve you a lot of purposes, but it's also cheap, that's a good light to get. Um, it does it does a lot. It can change colors. Um, it can be white, yellow, or red, blue, green, whatever the heck. Um, so I, I definitely recommend that light. Um, I also, I also think that, um, so for audio, I bought this, uh, it was a shotgun microphone called a Rode NTG2. And I originally bought that light because I saw some YouTuber with it, but I was like a little bit thinking like, uh, you know, how good is this light? Is this worth it? this light, this microphone. And I, again, watch YouTube videos, listen to how it sounded. Um, dang dude, my fire pits ended behind me. Um, but it sounded really good. It was like pretty crisp. Um, I like literally would like listen to plenty of videos with it to make sure it sounded good before I got it. Um, and it, it did. So, um, that was, that was kind of why I bought that one. Uh, it just, I heard it and then I use it afterward. And I, to this day, I'll still use it for documentaries or for interviews. I'll like take it and station it directly above someone. And so when they're talking, their voice goes into it and it sounds pretty good. Um, I haven't had anybody complain about it. I don't feel like I have anything bad to say about it. I like how it sounds. Um, I've seen it used for, like I said, other like bigger YouTubers. Um, there's plenty of other microphones you can get. Uh, if you just search like shotgun microphone, always just ask, like, you can either ask other people that have that microphone how it sounds. Um, one thing that always comes up that people always say is like, hey, Max, I have like this camera. And what if I got like this brand lens and it'll be like a brand that I don't have. And I guess it's cool that people are asking me that. But at the end of the day, when it's something that I don't have, I, my base of knowledge is either just as good as yours or sometimes I'll know of a friend with that lens. Um, and I guess where I'm going with this is like, just look up like YouTube videos. Though I keep saying YouTube videos, but that truly is like visually and like, whatever you have plugged in, if you have headphones on or whatever, visually and like from an audio way, you'll be able to tell if that's right for you. Um, or even just like renting too helps you decide that. So 
Um, I think as far as that, that's, that's what I have, um, for lighting, I guess, sorry, I'm kind of traveling back here, but, uh, for lighting, I also have like this whole entire kit of like random colored lights, kind of just like some cheap Home Depot lights, but there's also some like cool, like little colored ones in there, uh, that you guys have seen me light up, uh, or even if you're new here, I light up so far sounds shows with them. And if you look up like so far sound Chicago and you see some colors, they're all done with those lights. It's just like a random assortment of Illumi lights and, uh, lights with gels. If you're looking into buying lighting, like maybe buy some, like, uh, I, to this day, I don't like for so far as those lights are great or for some like smaller little things that you need to light up that are like close quarters, I guess the Illumi lights are kind of nice. Um, maybe they're better used for like lighting up a party or <laughs> I don't know, something like that. Um, so honestly, I think, um, if you're looking into lighting that I, I'm not much of a, I'm not much of a lighting guy other than the lights that I have that I already talked about. Um, and those I've done like my research on and I've seen really good results with. Um, so for me, lighting, I have to do like research one by one. Like, um, I know there's like these other lights I'm trying to buy that are like called quasar lights and I'm still on the fence with buying them because I've seen people, I've seen mixed results. I've seen some people get really good results. I've seen some people get like some like eh, iffy, iffy results. So I'm, I'm to this day, like literally looking up YouTube videos on these quasar lights um, and now this other brand that I can't think of right now, just released another light that I think is better than him. So now I'm like, ah, now I might forget about those and get this light. Um, so it's all like a research game. Just keep researching and either rent the light first or maybe just make an impulse buy and buy it. And you know what? As long as it suits you good in the long run, you're good. Um, I'm not too big of a fan of short-term purchases. I'm not one to just buy something be like cool this will work for four or five days or maybe like two days and i won't really need it after that i'm not too big on that um i mean a couple things i've done that with before um were like weird accessories like i have this uh i have this like little like uh reflector thing i bought at a science store that like does some cool reflections on my lens i liked it for like a few weeks but i didn't really use it after that um, there's really small things I've done that with. Um, but yeah, just whatever you're going to buy, make sure it get, you get like long-term use out of it and that it's what you personally like, um, at the end of the day. And if you're shooting low light, make sure you get the camera that can shoot low light. So look up like low light tests because otherwise you're going to have some like super, super grainy footage that on another camera that you didn't expect to like not have good lighting. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I'm sort of repeating myself at this point, And I think this would be a good place to, uh, end this podcast. If you guys have any questions, um, please leave comments. And if you enjoyed this episode, uh, definitely let me know. Um, because I would absolutely love, um, I would definitely absolutely love, um, what am I saying? Oh, I'd love to hear your input and I'd love to know if this is another episode I should make. Maybe like I'll do like episode seven and 7.5 is another gear thing or like camera thing. 
maybe that'll be something I'll like on point whatever will be like gear or camera talk so you'll know if you see like some way where you're like ah he's talking gear again <laughs> um we'll see we'll see how that goes uh but yeah if you got this far in the podcast appreciate you uh listening and let me know your thoughts in the comments uh next episode should have my buddy on it and then the week after i have another friend coming on the podcast so just gonna try to keep uh having guests on here if you're interested in being on here let me know send me a message and let's get you on here let's talk about what you do whatever fun thing you do um and if you're listening to this on spotify thank you for listening too uh gonna keep putting all the episodes on spotify because i heard there's some people wanting to listen in their car so uh appreciate you listening for the thousandth time (laughs) um but yeah talk to you guys in the next episode peace